0: You're listening to the Perth Property Show. Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Perth Property Show. I'm your host, Trent Fleskins. This week, we are going into the inner west. We're talking with, from my opinion, the number one agent in this region. He covers West Leaderville, Wembley, Floriat this sort of area. You're running down Cambridge Street, Grantham, those sort of areas. You will run into a sign from Craig Gaspar. Craig, how are you going today, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Trent. I thought the time prudent to get you in to have a conversation about this part of the world because whilst we've certainly seen 30, 40, 50% in a lot of situations of growth in these areas, certain housing types since just before COVID, it was moving before COVID and we spoke about that yes. in that time frame. COVID really accelerated it. Uh, there's still a lot of jostling going on in this area. This is an absolute battleground, in my opinion, for well-to-do professionals, generally younger, second and third home people, Dual income, a lot of them, a lot of engineers, really uh, smart tradies, doctors, these sort of people, right? a lot of medical, especially with the hospitals around town. Whilst some of the market in Perth is questioning where their finances are right now, where the world is going to be, this is one of the most tightly held parts of Perth that is still... Every single house jostling for a win, right? Whether you're selling or buying. Tell us about your experience. And I really don't want to generalize. I want to get deep here.
0: I look in the paper every week and we're all seeing it. There's just no stock on the market. And there's still plenty of buyers out there trying to get into the market. Now, the buyers that we're dealing with in the western suburbs and especially that Wembley West-Leadable area that I tend to sell a lot in, there's a lot of people that they're buying there for the schools. So, Which schools? Well, public schools, uh, people tend to go generally for the high schools. Which I want is to get into Shenton. Shenton College, mm-hmm. the Bob Hawke College then Churchlands. So those three schools have certainly driven that market for a long time. They have really good reputations. Absolutely. Really good reputations. We'll get people that come across to us that are looking that want to be close to Perth Mod, but you have to actually qualify to get into Perth Mod. Mm. So that just that's not because you live in the area, you don't get into Perth Mod. But for me, we see it week in, week out. There's not a lot of family homes. As soon as we put a good family home on in the area, we're still inundated with inquiries and everyone still needs somewhere to live. The rental market's tight as building costs are through the roof. So if you bring on a good quality family home in the area, people are still going to go out there and try and buy it.
1: I want to ask you a really easy, direct question that will help summarise the market over the last few years in this area. 2018, what did a full block in Wembley with an original bungalow on it cost?
0: About $1, four to $1, five. Now?
1: You're paying low twos. Isn't that a perfect representation on just one housing type in the area? We can talk to the half blocks, we can talk to the renovated houses, we can talk to apartments, all this. But that's a perfect example of what has happened in the Wembley, West Leadable, Jollymont, sort of inner west market, Mount Hawthorne, same thing as well. These suburbs have all rippled out to people having to pay some serious money. And what it's left, I think all the buyers you've got right now are people who are quite remorseful because they could have but they didn't buy Absolutely. Years ago.
0: And we're getting buyers coming into home opens now saying, oh, I'm just going to watch and wait till the market comes off. Well, I honestly don't think it's going to come off in our suburbs. It only comes off when supply
1: increases because supply is being put on the market or demand decreases. And it's pretty obvious. No one, I think, will contest that demand is going to decrease, both globally in Perth or especially in the inner west, right? So it only can happen, prices can only drop if sellers
0: have to accept lower prices than what they're accepting right now.
1: And why would they?
0: Yeah, and that's going to come with job security as well. So Mm. if people start to lose their jobs in Perth, then you'd start to see people start to panic and go, well, we need to get out of this situation that we're in. But if you actually look at it, With the dollar the way it is, the mining sector is going to stay strong in Perth. The farming sector, sadly, with all the flooding on the East Coast, our farmers are going to have bumper seasons. Now, they are famous for investing in property. I just see the Perth market, it may be a little bit of a two speed economy, and, and different sectors in the market are going to benefit more. But as much as we see a lot of the media talking about the market being down, I think a lot of that is based on the East Coast. And I still feel really confident about the Perth market and especially through the areas that we sell.
1: So, have the buyers been reconditioned now to understand and expect when you're putting X house on the market, let's say it's a full block, not that there's many left in in Wembley, for example, but they're going to have to pay in the twos for it, then there's no way we're having a conversation with a one
0: anymore? No, absolutely. And people have got a budget. So, some people's budget is still... One six to one eight, so and they're compromising be, on product. And there's going to be a house out there for them. It might mm. be, it may not have the fully renovated kitchen and bathrooms, and may need a bit of work done to it. But as you know, that's expensive to do now anyway. Mm. That's the thing: you've got to buy a house and then you got to try to add value to it. That's not a cheap exercise anymore. I don't see that changing. So for me, if you've got a house that's done, then you're going to be paying your low twos. You may be paying higher. Recently, we just sold. A newer build, single level on Daglish Street for two point eight five in mm. Wembley. We just sold another one north of Grantham on on Mackenzie Street on a six forty five square metre block, three point two seven five. Craig, so the, these
1: are Swanbourne, Nedlands, Dalkeith prices we're a, talking about here.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But then. These are great locations to bring your families up in as well. You know, I always say to people, you're still only six and a half, call it eight minutes to the beach and call it eight minutes to the city, but you're surrounded by the best public schools and it's just a gorgeous community to bring your kids up in. So Mm. I don't think when people are buying in the area, I I, I don't think it's silly paying these prices because I think they're beautiful areas to bring your family up in and it's got the benefits of good shops and everything else that need be.
1: Let's talk about rising interest rates. The impact that may or may not be having on your buyers. Have you seen anyone start to crunch? Have you seen yeah. buyers who are shying away? Have you seen finance declines, or are these people who are less affected by finance?
0: Touchwood, no finance declines. I think what interest rates will do will adjust people's budgets. So someone who might have shopped with a budget of 2.2 might be looking at one nine. Someone who was shopping with a budget of one now they're they're at one six. Now, that doesn't mean that the house is going to be discounted by that amount. They just have to change what sort of property they're going to look for. It's a,
1: it's a different echelon of buyer.
0: Exactly. So we may actually see buyers that were shopping in other suburbs with a budget of 2 8 Now, they're shopping in Wembley for 2 one mm. or whatever. Mm. So mm. people still need somewhere to live. And obviously, if, are you going to pay... $1,500 a week for rent for a nice family home or you're going to service a mortgage. I well, know that's a I'd great point
1: because that's what we're paying, right? When you think about some of these properties in, the, in these areas, a four by two,
0: and you're paying $1,000 plus
1: yeah. for a family home.
0: so you're better off servicing a mortgage. Mm. And most people now going into, and you made a great point with something you put out the other day where interest rates today are what they were back in 2018. So when you sit down with your broker and your broker says, we'll work on an interest rate of six and a half, seven 7% you work out out worst case scenario and then you know what you can afford and you, you go and buy it and you when you buy a property and I say this to buyers all the time you're buying it as a 10-year plan or a 15year plan and and hopefully you are and you know your numbers and know where you want to be and and that's that's important don't buy a property thinking well the media is telling me the market's going to drop by 10 15 percent buy a property living it for for the future
1: well especially at these prices right when you're paying the stamp duty you have to pay when you're buying something for one and a half two two and a half mil it's less about the sensitivity i think on interest rates and it should be more about getting it right so that you're not transacting and paying five percent on stamp duty two percent on on the real estate agent those sort of numbers there's seven eight percent those so sort, that sort of money is a lot of cost to be yeah. making the wrong decision on your purchase which is why it, buyers are quite discernible in the inner West. So let's talk about opportunity. So there's still housing types, whether it's unrenovated bungalows on full blocks or it's half blocks or it's this or that where a buyer has... Opportunity there to buy something at a reasonable price.
0: Look, we'll still see those properties come up. I we walked through properties which you know the older generation are now moving out and going into homes and this, that, and the other, and they haven't touched their homes. You know they've been there for thirty odd years, and and so that's a great opportunity for that young couple to come in. and And obviously, it hasn't had anything done to it, so you're not going to be paying the the low twos. You're going to be paying the the mid ones. You'll get the the front and rear stratas, which you know they're, they're great entry points into these suburbs and and as I said a lot of young people don't be scared of the busy streets don't be scared of if you want your kids to go to the good schools but be still close to the city for work and still close to the coast don't be scared of your Harborn streets or your Grantham streets to get into the area I see that there's some good sense in buying on those streets but being in a really good location we were talking a couple of weeks ago about a property in Wembley that was a 2012 build high ones How'd it go we end up getting a contract on that at, at 195 that was on 400 odd squares it was a good home good family home actually but um, 10 years old half block 1.95 in Wembley yeah at the end of the day to buy that sort of parcel of land and then try to replicate that bill yeah it's, you're segueing straight into
1: the next question which yeah. is replacement cost e- exactly a lot of these homes are pretty big homes yep. if you've knocked it down and you put a new one up and most of them will be two story you're not getting away you know we've got a build contract sitting on desk at the Moment in Mount Pleasant, where it's a four by two on 280 square meters, 750,000 bucks. Yep. You know, and three, then three then you years ago, that was 500 out. grand.
0: Yeah, And while you're building that house, you've got to rent somewhere. Mm. You're paying 50, 70,000 to live somewhere while you're building somewhere else. So yeah. it actually sometimes makes more sense to to buy something that you like and know what you're going to get.
1: Exactly. You mentioned the fact that there's not a lot of stock in the market in your area. It's obviously symptomatic of the whole of Perth right now. I think that's across the board, absolutely. Who are your sellers then? Why are people selling in Wembley, Westlead of all these areas?
0: I still find people are upgrading and the stock that I've got coming on are all people that tend to be upgrading. I'm launching a really good home today that... Is beautifully finished. It's probably one of the well, it's actually won awards for its renovation. Um, and they're upgrading to a bigger block with ocean views in City Beach. So they're going from Wembley to City Beach. Um, I've got another family who had a rear Strata, and they're selling that to buy on Holland Street in Wembley. So they're staying in the area, but again, they're all upgrades. So as I said, the other market is that person who, like I just sold one on Carlton Street in West Leederville this week, and she's gone into a nursing home. So Mm. you're always going to have that. There's always going to be that market.
1: But what you've done is again exemplified what I started this episode at is it is a battleground so much jostling for position in these sort of areas like west leadable leadable Floriat, mount hawthorne wembley it's always people that have absolutely stretched into this area have stayed five ten years got a pay rise business is doing well and now going oh we can now afford a city beach if we don't do it now we might not be able to ever again yep yep and then it's the next person under them buying their house right absolutely yeah
0: so it's all stepping stones
1: it is interesting that it's probably for a lot of people still a stepping stone because I know that you would attest this area is also very much a destination that people should be laying
0: roots down for their life. I grew up in Morley and there's nothing wrong with Morley. It's a beautiful beautiful part of the world to be and and my mum's still out there in a three by one. But I feel my kids are being very lucky. They went to the West Lady Primary School. It's a gorgeous community and you feel comfortable and safe walking the streets and you know having... Great little coffee shops on the corners and having access to the train line and everything like that so i think when you do get to live in these suburbs i feel lucky more than anything that we we do get that opportunity to live there and you can certainly talk about and sell the benefits of the area because there's not better, many better places to live You Can throw the dogs in the back of the car and be at the beach in sort of seven half eight minutes and and that side of things and you know it's just it's just a good world to be but at the same time i think i, I say this to my kids all the time there's a house out there for everyone and there's a job out there for everyone but you know you've just got you just got to work hard and, and push hard. Based on your buyer database, if I could refer
1: you 10 properties to sell tomorrow, what housing type would it be? Look just
0: give me 10 family homes with four by twos in in Wembley West Lady and I'll um, have contracts by the uh end of next week, it's it's pretty much like that. I was talking to you before we went on air, and I still think one big thing we've got to be careful of is when we sit down and appraise people's family homes, and, and often it's someone's biggest asset, so you've got to be very much in tune with what's happening around you. But I still think as an agent, we've got responsibility of sitting down with owners and being very logical about where their property sits price-wise. Pragmatic. And not be desperate for the listing and try to tell them the house is worth... Three, four hundred thousand more than what it's worth because that's something that can actually cause the market to. Once people start putting these high numbers on, it'll slow transactions anyway. So you've mm. got to keep things somewhat realistic. But I think just the general competition still in the market and the demand for properties is going to keep the prices up.
1: That will lead me to a question of asking, are you still being surprised by prices you're getting? Are you still pleasantly surprised by outcomes or are you probably getting what you're expecting to get at the moment? How's the dynamic going?
0: Because I tend to sit down and be somewhat realistic when I appraise, I tend to get the, property pri- the prices that I tell people. Mm. But I'm still pleasantly surprised as well because- you, know, you never
1: appraise something for two million and it goes for two four two five because I know that would have been happening a year and a half ago
0: it probably was a bit like that because we weren't ready for it mm. we, no one was and no one can say they were it's 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 certainly but I think now it, it, we, we sort of I think it's stabilized to a degree but I certainly don't think the areas we're selling it's going to go backwards at all
1: so Therefore, is the dynamic more that the selling side of things has come to where the market is and therefore expectations are higher and we're just meeting expectations rather than the fact it's harder to sell, it's it buyers aren't coming to the price. Is it simply because the seller's expectations are
0: probably moved quicker than the buyer's expectations a lot of the time? When you start getting some big prices, sellers then tap you on the shoulder and go, I'd love you to get the same for mine. Yeah, I want in. I want in. And then you think, well, was that a unicorn? Was that a one-off? And then you do it again and you go, well, there's a few unicorns out there at the moment. But I do feel like the unicorns might be dropping away a little bit. And now it's just a case of where we might have said, look, I think this is your fair market and this is your dream price. I think the fair market price is still... What, what, what's there at more the likely the
1: outcome absolutely but I think that's a market that we want to be in I've been saying for two and a half years now I actually preferred the market in 2019 because I could buy a property for what I thought it was going to be worth yep. and I could sell a property for what I thought it was going to be worth when you have more confidence about your inputs and your outputs you can work with more efficiency Yep. it's very hard to go and buy a property, develop property, invest in property where you have a, a wider confidence interval because it's very it's, it's harder to actually feeszo up what you're doing whether your strategy is renovating, subdividing, buying for a, a buy and hold strategy I'd much prefer to understand where my arbitrage
0: is my gap in the market rather than be on a guessing game. I agree. I agree. And I'm confident, you know, we're just going to go back to somewhat of a normal market, which is good. Where it might have, you're selling properties within four or five days of launching, it might be a two, three week campaign now. Yeah, which is a very normal timeframe. Which frame. is a normal campaign. Yeah. It's it's actually not a bad thing. Mm. I think sellers would like it done within this seven day or ten day period but I think buyers are just Buyers are
1: more discerning at the moment because they've got so much junk being thrown at them by national media telling them to question their decision making, telling them that there is risk in their decision making uh, and not actually specifically talking to them directly they're just putting out these huge blasts to Australians abroad yes, a- at large and not actually recognising that the people that are listening to this, are, a lot of them are not relevant listeners.
0: And Trent, you'd probably know better than I would because I don't understand the Eastern States market as well, but the suburbs of the ilk of Wembley, West Leaderville You know, you've seen a part, Subiaco, those inner city suburbs in Sydney and Melbourne, they wouldn't be affected at all either, would they?
1: Well, I think the difference with them is that the people who live in those areas make the same money as the people who live in your areas, Craig, but the price of their houses are four, five, six million dollars each. Yeah. Imagine us talking about Wembley and it's five mil. You'd think it was insane. And you'd think that if interest rates rise, well, there are some people who probably couldn't afford the mortgage to keep that property. That's the risk, that's the problem with the East Coast, and that's what they're projecting out to us in the West Coast. The Wembleys of Sydney bought their house for four or five million dollars in the last three years. Yes. They make the same money as the people as the Wembleys in Perth. Yep. That's the problem. And that's where we don't have that problem. We can afford a five, six, 7% interest rate, even though we don't want to. We can if we have to, most of us. By and large, there will always be a buyer and most of the time more buyers than sellers in these areas and that is a function of the fact that these are desirable suburbs always have been always will be and will continue to rise on the curve of uh, faster than the curve of profit because the wealth gap widens as the capitalist property market pushes on that is how the world works it is only when more sellers need to sell or less buyers can buy to a point where demand is less than supply which is so far off in a place like the inner west, which is why I wanted to get you in to talk about this this dynamic because it personifies where a good part of the first and second quartile of the West Australian socioeconomic market
0: sits. My quarter this quarter, so July, August, September, I've been stronger with my sales this quarter than I was this time last year.
1: See, that is a perfect example. We've got the number one agent in this area, saying that essentially sales are better and stronger this year than they were last year, whereas the media would have you think that it's softer than it is. If you can think back to where the world was in 2019 in Wembley, West Leadable, this area, is this an easier market to sell in?
0: I'd say that buyer confidence right now is probably less than 12 months ago, but the buyers that are committing... it's just sentiment when people come through home opens is different but there's probably less people coming through the home opens than what there was 12 months ago Uh but the people that are coming through the home opens now are serious still they still want to secure a property so the
1: pool's smaller but the efficacy of that pool is the same yep Yep. And that's, I guess, the feedback I've been receiving in the last six months really from agents is that their initial knee-jerk reaction is to complain to me and say, Trent, oh, it's harder. i have to work harder. So, well, yeah, you have to work harder than no work at all. A year ago, real estate agents didn't really have to do any work. All they had to do was list a property and the property would sell itself within a week. All you had to do was compile offers and push the price up as high as you could. That's not working for you, really for your it's for, your, for your vendor, right? When you're in a balanced market, this is when the top most skillful agents. Cream rises to the top where you have to cultivate, you have to connect buyers with sellers, and then you start demonstrating value, right? Now, that's a normal market. That's yep. a market that we should all just be very grateful for that in seems, the same that's way. Um, and yeah, and, and that's because that's where you get to really spread your wings and show how good you are because anyone can sell property in the last, you know, 2020, 2021. And that's where so many real estate agents we've never heard of before coming into markets going, yep, I'll sell your property, I'll sell your property. You go, who the hell were you? I didn't see you last month. Yep. right. So now a lot of that falls away. And this is where the good agents really uh, earn their commission. And to talk to what you were saying before about the efficacy of those one or two, instead of having 10 offers within a week where there's this desperation left, right and center, there's two or three offers within two or three weeks. And the question I asked with the agent was, are you still getting, at the end of the day, the price you wanted? Yes, Trent, but I had to work a little harder for it.
0: Yeah, you've nailed it in one. Like, that's our job.
1: But you know why? Because despite interest rates rising, we can still afford it. Yes. And despite interest rates, rates rising, there is still a massive buyer pool at every price point who wants to upgrade, who needs to downgrade, who needs to get into the market, who doesn't want to pay rent anymore, and there is still not enough properties to service those people. 100%. That's the downright fact. Yes. Right. So until interest rates get to a point where they can't offer, like in Sydney, where it's five million bucks in Wembley, right? A really good point. Right. Until that point in time, this market rolls on, and if it's going to be a fairly fair, balanced market where it's incremental rises and it's not desperation and craziness and FOMO and fear of 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 lots of different things, um, that's a market I'd prefer to work in because we can actually start to track data and. The only thing that attenuates around the fundamentals is simply the crap we get sold in the media.
0: Yep. And and most people you talk
1: to, everyone's got good job security. That's a big factor, right? Yeah. And you were touching on it before, especially in your area in the Inner West, which is what we're focusing on today. High percentage of doctors that's recession-proof. High percentage of engineers absolutely booming at the moment with the mining industry and the civil industry as well, doing yes. doing more than they've ever done, right? Metronet is absolutely sucking every job out of Perth at the moment. Uh, a lot of businessmen who are, who are tradies obviously doing very well off the back of the civil works 100%. going on. Because of that, uh, this is where an area like this continues to have fundamentals of good serviceable income, good deposits rolling up and because of that, equity increasing and then rolling into either the investment property or upgrading at the same time. Upgrading,
0: absolutely. Yeah. I feel very lucky that, you know, the last 18 months, but I just think that the market's going to continue and I just think lack of stock and demand for good family homes in the area, the market will continue. I know that this
1: isn't your area, but I would then posit further to this that, given the fact that Wembley and West Leederville, especially, are pushing so high in their prices at the moment from where they were two, three years ago, it would lead me to believe that it's actually probably a bit close to where your Shenton Park and your Netherlands are, in that those guys probably, on the basis of your foundation of prices, probably are due even more of a price rise.
0: Yeah. So have you noticed uh, you're a bit close? Yeah. Well, so Emily from our office at Jouet, she's Floriet, and then we've got Susie and in Shedden Park, Subhi, and then Michelle's, Nedlands, and then obviously Susan's, Claremont. And they're all still getting some really good results, but they all get surprised at some of the numbers we are getting for ours. But I think, again, and we talked about the ripple effect, is because of the prices we're getting in Wembley, Florida prices are, have gone to another level, which is going to push City Beach up. And I think it's the same in Subiaco. Like, you look at the price that we might have got in Wembley and then you look at the Subi property, but the block might be slightly bigger in Wembley mm. or whatever the case. But I think we've been getting some great prices in Wembley and West Leadville, but I've always said that those suburbs warrant that. And I think certain sections of Subi, we're probably outperforming. Yeah, but what you're
1: demonstrating is either, is, is one or two things have to be happening right now. One, the pecking order is starting to change where... People are actually valuing the lifestyle of West Leadable and Wembley more than they historically have compared to a Subiaco-Shenton Park, which is possible. You you see it, right? Back in the 50s, Mosman Park was... No one wanted to live there. It was too far away and there was a car yard there. That was about it, right? And then it moves through the ranks, right? It does happen. You do have the pecking order change. Or uh, places like Subiaco are simply undervalued right now. There's only two options. Yeah, and it's probably undervalued. And there's the opportunity, right? And I think that starts to change. The second, for example, one Subiaco finishes, the second you get a couple of hundred people living on the street, improving the the lifestyle there. That's where you start to see more buzz. Hopefully, the cafes keep cracking on. Subiaco should be one of the premier suburbs, and it's I been agree. in the darkness for I a agree. long time, I hasn't
0: it? I reckon it's G. Mm.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go. A little bit of a little bit of jam if you listen this long on the podcast, guys. Wembley and West Leaderville clearly ticking along. Clearly massive buyer foundation and a hard job for anyone trying to buy right now in these areas, as it has been for the last two, three years. Subiaco, maybe your opportunity as well. Hope you start selling there, Craig.
0: Yeah, look, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, have a good one. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show.